Hey, what's up, everybody? Pastor Armando here. I'm super excited to be with you guys today. Uh, we're going to have an awesome discussion. Uh, super glad you guys are in with us. I uh, just want to let you know I am rolling solo tonight, but I'm not alone because I have all of you and Jesus. So uh, we're going to still have a great discussion. I want you guys to uh, be part of that discussion with us. We do have uh, many of our church leaders on. we got Diana, Joe Marie, Esther, Veronica, and some others as well um, that will be active with you guys in the chat. So feel free to carry a discussion. Uh, let your prayer requests be known. Uh, what your needs are, and they will all support you, and you guys are going to help me out with the chat. What's up, Jasmine? Hope you and the family are doing well. All right, guys, so let's jump in. Uh, I saw a video this week that really, really messed with me. Uh, there was this guy who, um, I'll leave his name out, but he was walking around, and he was trying to evangelize, right? And for those of you who don't know what evangelism is, uh, it's really just sharing the faith. I mean, our easiest way to understand it is we are carriers of the good news, the gospel of Jesus, and we are commissioned by God to go out into all the earth and share the gospel message. What is the gospel? It's the good news that Jesus died for our sins, right? There's no other way for us to enter the rest of God, eternal life, heaven, where you and I aspire to be apart from Jesus. We can't earn it. We can't buy it. It's not based on our merit. So this guy, he's actually traveling around a Muslim country and he goes up to one guy in a marketplace and he, he looks at him and he says, hey brother, Jesus loves you. And the guy abruptly turns around. This was a learned guy, smart guy. And he's like, oh, I know Jesus does, right? Because in Islam, they believe Jesus is a prophet. And he looks at this gentleman and he says, but you believe Jesus is God, right? And the guy's like, yeah, of course I believe Jesus is God. And he goes, show me one place in your Bible where Jesus says he's God. And the guy looked like he got hit in the head with a brick. Like really, he looked like he was stumbling over his words at first. And eventually he did cite something. And, you know, he actually came to that uh, story of Jesus with the Samaritan woman at the well. And he says to her, and he, t he shares the story, shows him in the Bible. And the Samaritan woman is like, you know, I, I heard the Christ is coming, the Messiah. Uh, you know, Messiah means savior. Christ means anointed one. And then Jesus's response is, I am he. And People struggle with that. As I started looking looking into the comments, people were like, hey, you know, um, does Jesus say anywhere in his own words that, that he's God? And of course, you know, scripture's going through my mind. I'm thinking about Titus chapter two that says that Jesus, uh, that he appears and the glory of our great God and savior is through Jesus Christ, is Jesus Christ. That's what Titus says, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. I thought of Hebrews chapter one, literally the whole chapter where God the Father is speaking and he's talking about Jesus and he says, my God, your God, right? And, he, and he's talking back and forth about Jesus being God, being above all of creation, being above all of the angels uh, and reaffirms the the sonship and the divinity of Jesus Christ. I thought of Philippians chapter chapter two, where it's talking about Jesus being the very nature God. So I'm thinking about all of these and none of them were comments Jesus said himself about himself being God. Now, as we kind of unpack this, I just want to stop you for a moment. What scripture comes to mind for you? I want you to share with us in the chat a scripture that may come to mind to you that affirms the divinity, the the the, the the godliness of Jesus. What's your favorite verse that reminds you he is God? Make sure you guys share this because we're going to dive into some, some truth here. Uh, matter of fact, the Bible 
um, the whole Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, Old Covenant, New Covenant, uh, actually label God as having uh, label God in 950 plus ways. That's right. In the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, God is given over 951 different names titles, uh, all of which are a attribute of God. For instance, uh, God is love, uh, Jehovah Jireh, God my provider, uh, Jehovah Shalom, God my peace, right? So so Prince of Peace, Lord of Lords. So, so every name, 950 plus names of God or titles are the name of God and a promise. Now I will tell you, it is absolutely true that Man, I may have some of my favorite scriptures that, that call Jesus God, but it is true that there is no scripture in the New Testament where Jesus says the exact phrase that he is God. However, before that scares you, he is God. Let me just put that out there. Uh, he does say it, but he says it in different ways. Uh, and, and you know what? He actually says it, I think, in more powerful ways. Uh, a matter of fact, um, the Israelite people in this context, the Hebrews, knew exactly what Jesus was talking about. So you and I limit, the reason why I talked about 951 names of God, because we, some people may challenge you in your faith, right? What we're doing right now is apologetics, which is the defending of a position or one's faith and religion. And somebody may look at you and say, Jesus never said, he was God. And you and I are going to stumble over that and say, well, I, I don't see that in the Gospels. I don't see Jesus exactly saying, I am God. Well, that's because we limit it to one name of God, God, which is kind of simplistic. But God has 951 labels. So the truth is, though Jesus does not say the exact words, I am God, he says, I am God in different labels. So I want you guys to turn with me, if you got your Bibles, to John chapter 10, verse 24. We're going to open that up together, and we're going to read it together because it's super important. So verse 24, uh, John chapter 10. Uh, the Jews gathered around him saying, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, right, the, the uh, anointed one, tell us plainly. Uh, Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you did not believe. The miracles I do in my Father's name speak for me, but you do not believe because you are not one of my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. We've got to stop there. Only God can give eternal life. Jesus right now is positioning himself in the exact position of himself being God because he gives eternal life. We, we need to go on. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. Jesus right now is saying, I am equal to the father. Nobody can snatch them out of my hand. Nobody can snatch them out of his hand. And the truth is only God, only the hand of God is strong enough to keep the enemy of your soul from snatching anything out of their hands. Only God has a hand grip that strong. You and I do not. So scripture goes on, uh, my father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. I and the father are one. Jesus is saying he is God because he and the father are one. They are one in essence. They are one in value. This is mirrored in Hebrews chapter one. But then scripture goes on to solidify that. If you're in doubt, because you might say, well, I'm in Jesus and I am 
now in the family of God because he's my savior. There's a distinction here. You and God are not one. Me and God are not one. I'm a son of God. There's a distinction between me and God. Jesus is saying there is no distinction between him and God. And then the Jews picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus said to them, I have shown you many great miracles from my father. From which, uh, for which of these do you stone me? Now, why is this important? Jesus is reminding them and us back in Leviticus chapter 24, verse 16, that stoning was the penalty for blasphemy. What is blasphemy? Claiming to be God. And right now they are picking up stones in response to him claiming to be God. And Jesus says, for which of these, meaning the miracles, are you stoning me? And they reply, we are not stoning you for any of these, the miracles, the things you've done, replied the Jews, but for blasphemy, because you, a mere man, claim to be God. You see, Jesus claimed to be God, and the Jews knew it, but you and I, without that context, might slip up on this. So if somebody ever says to you, you tell me exactly where Jesus called himself God, you guys simply need to go back to John chapter 10 and show them the story where Jesus says, I and the Father are one. And the response of the Jews, we are going to stone you, not because of the miracles and the good things you've done, but because you have claimed to be God. Notice what Jesus does not do. He doesn't deny this fact, he doesn't deny that he is indeed claiming to be God. I also think, we're going to jump ahead, I also think of that moment where Jesus is walking on water, and man, they're all in the boat, they're in a storm, chaos is happening around them, and Peter jumps out on the water, you guys know the story, many of you, and he begins to sink. And he begins to sink, and Jesus reaches out his hand, grabs him, Jesus and Peter jump in the boat, and at that moment, they, Scripture says they worshipped him, for the first time. If he was not God, they should not have worshipped him. By the way, if they worship someone or you worship someone who's not God, you're actually breaking one of the Ten Commandments. You shall have no other God but me. Worship. You shall worship no other God but me. They would have been violating that. Had they been wrong, do you think Jesus would have received their worship? No, he would have corrected them. Just like in the book of Acts, when, when Peter healed the, uh, the paralytic outside the temple, and he knelt down before them, and Peter says, get up. He goes, don't worship me. We are mere men. We just give you what we have. But Jesus didn't do that. Jesus never corrected them. He allowed for their worship because it affirmed him as being God. Man, I think of that moment with Thomas, doubting Thomas. You know, think of this moment, which you guys could go back to John 20, right? The walking on the water uh, is Matthew 14, but John 20 is that story with Thomas. They all experience the risen Lord, and Thomas is like, man, I won't believe in Jesus as having risen from the dead, unless I feel with my own hands and I see and I touch, you know, put my hand in his side. And Jesus, a few days later, walks in and sees Thomas. And he invites Thomas to him and he says, touch, see, and Thomas does. And at that moment, Thomas falls to his knees and he says, my Lord and my God. And he worshiped him. And you know what Jesus did not do? He didn't correct him. You see, if Jesus wasn't God, Jesus certainly would have corrected him or Jesus would have been in sin. Jesus was without sin. 
Now, man, so you, I know you guys are hanging with me. Share this again. This is something all believers need because we need to understand why we believe what we believe. And if you guys have questions, put them in the chat. I don't know that I can answer them, but I know some of our leaders certainly can. Um, man, I, I want to share with you guys the greatest bombshell of all. If you're waiting for a bombshell, let me know it in the chat. Here's a bombshell you guys need to need to realize. This is probably uh, the most important one of all, where Jesus literally claims to be God. Check this out. But we have to go back to Exodus chapter 3 first. This is that moment where Moses is up the mountain and God, well, actually he's at the bush. Forgive me, he's not, he's not up the mountain. He's actually at the bush and he's getting instructions from God to go and uh, free uh, the Israelite people from Egypt. And he asks God, he says, God, you know, he's having this dialogue with God. He's like, God, what if they doubt? What if they don't believe me? Man, I'm going to tell them that, yeah, that you sent me, but who shall I say sent me? Now, when you open up your Bibles to Exodus uh, chapter 3, verse 14, what you're going to find in there that God says to him, uh, tell them, tell them this, verse 14, God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say to this people, of Israel, I am has sent me. You see, in our Bibles, it says, I am. Do you, you know, that's the English translation for a very old word, an old sacred word that could not be spoken. And the word was Yahweh. And Yahweh was a word that was so sacred, the Israelite people wouldn't say it. And God said, say, I am sent you. You know what this means, this translation? It means I am, I am pre-existent, I am without error. I am without equal. It means I am, I was, and I will be. And it's also a promise to you. I will be with you. As Jesus says, I will be with you to the end of the age. So what is the name, the first name God gave Moses and the Israelite people to understand who he was, to worship him? The name was I am. So then when we look at John chapter 8, if you guys can turn with me to John chapter 8, verse 58 and 59. Again, this is a moment where Jesus is proclaiming who he is to the people, and he's making some claims about himself. And this is what he says when he is being challenged by the teachers of the law. I tell you the truth, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. Man, write that in the chat, I am. Listen, let me read it again. I tell you the truth, Jesus answered, before your forefather, Abraham was even born, I am. What Jesus is saying is, I am is who I am. I am God. He is claiming the very name, the nature of God, Yahweh itself. At this, they picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds. Man, understand this. Jesus absolutely declared that he is God in his own Man, I'm feeling a little emotional, forgive me. I'm overwhelmed by the power of God. Jesus absolutely claimed that he is God in your life and in my life with the number one and first name that was given to Moses to proclaim over Israel. He said, I am God, I am. And he claimed the name Yahweh, Elohim. Jesus is indeed God. So if anybody ever challenges you in your faith, understand this, you will stand on truth and you will own Oh, absolutely, Jesus claimed to be God, and this is how he claimed to be God. Don't you limit the name of God to one name that can never capture God in his totality. Jesus captured the one name that captured the abundance of God, and that is I am. I am everything 
fully and completely to its unimaginable limit. Jesus is telling you, I am your God. I am your hope. I am your peace. I am creator without limit, without being threatened, without equal. I am. So when you guys are ever questioned, did Jesus ever say that he is God? The answer is unequivocally, absolutely yes upon yes. And that is something, church, you and I can absolutely hang our hats on. So if you have a favorite name of God, if there is a name of God that you claim over your life as your hope, as your promise, why don't you share it in the chat right now? And man, don't just write the name of God that, that brings you hope. Help us all see what it means. If you know the, uh, if you know the English translation of it, help us in the chat. Help everybody to understand what that name means. And as you guys are doing that, I just want to transition right now our hearts and our minds uh, to prayer. Uh, prayer has power. I, I don't know what you're walking in here with today. I don't know what hardships or struggles that you have in your life. What I know is that his name is I am. He has everything you absolutely need. Jesus is indeed God. He proved that when he rose from the dead. He suffered a penalty of death for your sin and mine. He is not going to give up on you now. Man, I want you to write that in, in the chat. He won't give up on me. He will not give up on you now. Whatever season you're in, Jesus leaves the comfort of his throne to meet you where you are at. Why? Because he's omnipresent. Why? Because you are important to him. Because he is a mighty, loving, mighty, loving, gracious God. So right now, I just want you to join me in prayer. And I want to pray right now for all of you who are suffering. Man, this has been a long year, but it is a beautiful spring. And for many of us, it may not feel like spring. Some of us are going through a darkness of the soul. If that's you, just let just say that in the chat. Hey, that's me. Uh, maybe you're praying for somebody who's going through it. Man, just drop their name in the chat if you're comfortable with that. If you're not, God knows. Uh, intercede with them, uh, for them right now with me. Hope you enjoyed our podcast. We have a new message that comes out every week. You can click the link in the description below to follow us on Facebook or Instagram, or jump onto our website at fusionchurchny.com for more information. We would like you to be a part of what God is doing at Fusion Church, so please subscribe to our podcast and share it on social media. Make sure you tag us. We want to get to know you and feel free to rate us and leave a review.